0: So, whoa, 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 uh, clap the room. I'm coming through. They want to see what I'm about. Yeah, I got skills. Do it for the thrill. I'm on a paper route. Extra, extra read about it. I'm today's trying to topic. Whoa, well, what's going on, Dolo Cub? And welcome to the Kicking It Dolo podcast, a sports podcast where we talk about football and basketball, past, present, and future, top five, top ten stats, and more. So, without further ado, let's get right into it. So, all right, man, episode 10. I'm gonna go ahead and you know. Strictly NBA on this episode, man. We're just going to talk about, you know, a few topics and basically catch up on, you know, what's been going on in NBA Finals since the last episode. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So, all right, man. So I was scrolling through Facebook and, you know, I seen this post by ESPN and it really intrigued me and it was about LeBron James. Now, we already know LeBron James is one of, is probably the most popular player in the NBA currently today, the most the most well-known NBA player in the game today. And basically, you know, whenever he, you know, answers any type of question to do with basketball or, you know, how he feels about the team or, you know, just any really anything about life in general, you know, people are going to be, you know, intrigued about, you know, what he has to say. So, basically, he was asked the question, what team would you currently play for that wasn't the Lakers? And he ended up saying the Golden State Warriors. Being, I mean, I kind of can already see, you know, I can understand and put the pieces together given the type of team that Golden State is currently you know if you could just drop lebron into the bucket right there without taking any pieces off that team i could definitely see why he would want to play with that team you know you have the greatest shooting backcourt of all time basically with steph curry and clay thompson excuse me and you also you know would have a player to you know push him in practice and draymond green and that was something that he would you know that he said that he would like he would like the type of player you know to go up against draymond green in practice basically you know given that the type of player that both players are, I don't really see either player really backing down and, um, you know, really like giving any leeway during practice. I, so I really could see the practices being very, very competitive, extremely competitive, you know, a lot of trash talking, as I, I would expect all NBA practices to do. But basically when you have great players, you know, it tends to be a little bit more heated than normal. And, you know, also I can understand – why it would be something that he would want to do, given the fact that sometimes, you know, being that the type of player LeBron is, he's basically accomplished what everything there is to accomplish in the NBA. Assume he's going to be the all-time leader in points, he's going to be top 10 in assists and rebounds. So basically, you know, finding finding some extra motivation would be would be great for him, especially if he just, you know, goes on and passes Kareem next season, where everybody really expects LeBron to do, basically. If he goes on to, you know, pass Kareem and, you know, really, of course, a championship would drive him. But another thing to drive him would be basically like to be pushed by another great player and a player that, you know, that he sees worthy of, you know, being pushed by. Not saying that, you know, NBA players are not great players, because I believe any NBA player that, you know, makes it to the NBA, even though and even maybe the G League. You know, I believe that they're great players compared to, you know, the average person at your YMCA or, you know, in your church league or stuff like that. So with that being said, I really do see, you know, I really do understand why LeBron would want to go to the Golden State Warriors. Now, if he was so happy to be traded to the Warriors, now the Warriors, you know, wouldn't necessarily be the same Warriors. You know, I don't think they would have the same sting to them, basically, you know, the same punch. Now, the starting five might not change. Except for you might, you know, you definitely probably would have to get rid of Andrew Wiggins if you, you know, were to acquire LeBron. You probably would have to give up Jordan Poole and maybe some trade assets and probably Kaminga. They definitely, who, you know, let's definitely gonna want some good young players. And um, the starting five would be would be perfect, though. You know, I mean, it might be a little harder with him and Draymond out there, being that both of them are not the greatest shooter. You know, LeBron has. Begun to you know take more and make more threes as his as his uh career has progressed you know given the fact that not necessarily you know that his explosiveness has you know reduced in any way because he still looks like he's very explosive of course we know that he's not the same player that he was earlier in his career maybe even even five to seven seasons ago but at the same time you know father time does begin to catch up and creep up on players and he has been injured a lot lately so it. So you know he he has become more jump shot oriented. He still can get downhill. Still can finish over anybody in the league, in my opinion. Now dunk over anybody in the league? No, but he still can get downhill, draw the fouls. You know, still can still is one of the best passers in the league, if not the pa- best passer in the league. It's really between him and Chris Paul, in my opinion. You know who's who's the best passer in the league. But at the same time, you know playing with the type of shooters and type of motion and type of ball movement that the Golden State Warriors currently have and, you know, currently run, the type of assists that they run. LeBron James could easily average 10 assists a game. Getting Clay open and getting Steph open, like I said, the greatest shooting backcourt of all time. think he probably still can, you know, be able to, you know, get Draymond Green, you know, some easy looks as well. Cutting to the basket, uh, you know, and also getting downhill and be able to put up 20 points himself. I really see, you know, the load really being taken off of him. Will he be, you know, one of the top scorers on the team? It really depends on how it is. I really think Steph would still be, you know, the top scorer on the team. Now, LeBron could either be the 2nd leading scorer on the team or he'd be the 3rd lean scorer on the team, depending on, you know, how Clay is. But Golden State would definitely have to give up some young players. Jordan Poole, like I said, probably Kaminga, maybe Gary Payton. But Steph said he don't want Gary Payton to leave anyway, so they might, you know, be able to keep Gary Payton. But you're definitely going to have to give up Poole, probably Kaminga, and, you know, some draft picks and also Andrew Wiggins as well. So it was just real cool. You know, the Lakers, they – and the Lakers, they also, you know, hired Darvin Hamm as a new coach. But at the same time, who knows? LeBron's already made it known that basically he wants to play whatever team his son plays on. And we know, you know, Bronny, I think he's a senior in high school, if I'm not mistaken. He should be going into his senior year, you know, when the school year does come back around. So – um, it's really cool to see so it's at least two years away but you know in the in-between time if he you know decides to leave the lakers after the next season i really it really would be interesting to see him on Golden State. so that was just my take on that so all right so now we're going to go ahead and basically and oh one more thing basically uh zach levine a little tippet basically um i was watching something on youtube i was watching a video on youtube i think it was by I want to say it was get like coop i watch a lot of you know sports people on youtube get like coop um who else microphone um who else kenny for you kenny b Be- kenny beachum excuse me you know it's a lot of people that you know on youtube that you know sports related that i watch I also watch skip and shannon a lot undisputed like i said in the previous episode but yeah i was just watching and one thing that they said i heard about was basically like zach levine basically Dallas Maverick's trying to acquire them, being that the fact that they do need a center, you know, Norman Powell and not Norman Powell, but um Dwight Powell and you know, Maxi Kleber are, you know, they're good for the five out type of thing, but at the same time, you do need a, a top center in the league, basically like a top five center to Perry Luke. And I feel like, you know, Dallas can basically, you know, do more damage, being that they already have like three basically like ball handlers with Jalen Brunson, Luca Donces, and Spencer Dinwiddie, So Added Zach Levine would, very, would, would be interesting, you know, to me, basically, you know, need, knowing that they need to fill the center position, in my opinion, and in most people's opinion, it would, it was just really interesting, and I just wanted to really just, you know, throw that out there. So, like I said, um, it's a possibility, but also I've heard something about him going to Portland and, you know, also trying to be teamed up with Dane Lillard. I also know Portland's going to try and do a lot of stuff during free agency, but you know, the draft's coming up soon. We're going to see what the draft holds, see what type of trade's being done. And basically, we'll we'll go from there. So, all right. So, basically, we're going to recap, you know, the, the three NBA Finals games that um, happened since the last episode. So, all right. Currently, you know, everybody knows Golden State is up 3-2 with basically game six coming on tomorrow night. So, we're going to go ahead and talk about game three, game which Boston won, the first game back in Boston. They won the game 100-116. Brown had 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists. Tatum had 26 points, 6 rebounds, 9 assists. Smart had 24 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. So basically, you know, the Celtics were doing their thing back in the home crowd, getting into it, you know, everybody were hitting their shots. Basically, you know, Robert Williams was blocking shots, and they were just getting the crowd involved, and they was just really turned. Curry had 31 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. He had 6 He had six threes. Clay had 25 points, three rebounds, three assists. He only had five threes, and Wiggins had 18 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. So basically, um, yeah, those were the top three from Golden State. They really didn't get much help from the others like that. Draymond Green fouled out. He only had two points. Um, Game three just really wasn't, you know, it really wasn't Golden State's game. Now, game four, they would go ahead and bounce back and win 107 to 97. By a spectacular performance from Steph Curry, 43 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, seven threes. Clay had 18 points. Wiggins had 17 points and 16 rebounds. Tatum had 23 points, 11 rebounds, six assists, six turnovers. Brown had 21 points, six rebounds, two assists, and five turnovers. So basically, you know, like I said, Steph Curry basically had a, a masterclass performance. He really had a, a you know a game for the ages, won an all-time finals game. Basically, you know, scoring forty-three, and he basically just couldn't be stopped that game. It's nothing, it's nothing Boston could do. Like he was just feeling it that game, man. Basically, you know, Clay really didn't get going like that. Andrew really didn't get going like that. You know, Tatum and Brown, you know, combined for eleven turnovers. And basically, when they do turn the ball over like that, when they have, like, high turnovers, it usually leads, you know, basically to, like, them losing because Golden State usually turn those points into turnovers, for sure. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and talk about Game 5, which was another Golden State victory, 104-94. to Andrew Wiggins being the hero of the game of all people, you know, which is really crazy. You know, we really expect Andrew Wiggins, we expect him, you know, to basically, play grit defense, cut to the basket, you know, maybe hit an open shot or two. But he really was the driving force, you know, very, being very aggressive this game, getting to the rim, you know, hitting the three ball occasionally, you know, hitting his free throws and stuff like that. So he had 26 points and also 13 rebounds. So basically, you know, the last past two games, he's really been rebounding the ball, rebounding the ball well, excuse me, basically with double digit rebounds in both games. And he also had two assists, Clay had 21 points. Curry had 16 points. and It was the first time in what, about four years, in almost in over four years, where he didn't make a three in the game, going 0 for nine. Pool had 16. No, Pool had 14 points, and Gary Payton the second had 15 points. So basically, it was like a, a balanced scoring attack. Everybody, you know, from Golden State basically had a a, a their plus minus was basically positive, or or a plus basically, you know everybody was at least like a plus nine. Even Draymond was like a plus nine. Everybody was like a double digit and plus minus. And then, all right, for the Celtics, Tatum had 27 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, for four turnovers. Brown had 18 points, nine rebounds, four assists, five turnovers. And Smart had 20 points, three rebounds, two assists, and four turnovers. So basically your three, your three main ball handlers combined for, what, 13 turnovers? You cannot have that. You cannot have that. And they only combined for what? 10 assists. You can't have that. It was a lot of complaining and stuff like that. And you know, statistically, if you just look at the game, you would think that Boston would won the will win the game. You know, um, let me see, let's go to it. You know, they shot 10 more free throws. No, they shot 16 more free throws, excuse me, but they missed 10 free throws. They shot 21 of 31 from the free throw line, which was basically, you know, if you round that off, it would be 68%. Go to State was 13 of 15. They, you know, if you round that off, basically, you know, it would be 87%. But, you know, they did shoot more free throws, and they got, you know, more opportunities, but at the same time, if you miss 10 free throws, it's, it's very hard to win a game when you leave points at the line, and also they were turning the ball over, you know, at an extremely high rate and robert williams was the only player basically with a with a plus and plus minus and everybody else basically was a negative tater was a negative 13 brown was a negative 19 smart was a negative 9 horford was a negative 19 and also you only had 10 bitch points to go to states 31 bitch points so you know if you you have to have somebody basically you know you know jordan Poole for the most part is gonna you know give you some bitch points for sure, you know, depending on if Gary Payne starts not, you know, he's not really expected to give that much. You kind of want to let him score a little bit. But if you also let Poole get going and, you know, and then you let the stars as well get going, basically, you know, Wiggins and Clay and Curry was doing his thing. He didn't hit any threes, but he still was being aggressive driving to the basket, you know. He still ended up with 60 points. Like I said, you have like four or five different players, you know, with double-digit points. Versus, you know, the other team, they they don't have, you know, anybody, nobody off the bench scored more than three points. Nobody off the bench scored more than three points. So, it, it's very hard to win that way. And also, you know, Boston, I rebounded Golden State 47 to 39. But see, Golden State, Golden State was, you know, plus 11 in turnovers. You know, Boston had 18 turnovers. Golden State only had seven turnovers. It's really hard to win when you give up the ball, you know, 11 more times to your opponent. That's basically leading to, you know, extra points which led to, what, 22 points off turnovers for Golden State as opposed to only seven for Boston. And then, you know, that also, you know, trickled into, you know, points in the paint as well because, you know, they're getting out on the fast break off the turnovers. And, you know, they might get like an easy layup or a dunk or something like that or either get sent to the free throw line, things of that nature. Boston only had 36 points in the paint. Golden State had 50 points in the paint. 50 points in the paint, but they only had, but you had what? Eight more rebounds than them. You shot 10 more free throws. You're not going to win a game like that, you know, if you give the ball over 11 times. So, you know, game six is back in Boston. Like I said, Thursday night, I really expect, you know, Golden State to come out and, you know, try and build off the momentum that they did from game five. I really do expect Curry to hit some threes you have to be aware of basically game Six clay, you know, he was talking in a post game interview, basically saying he's, he's, he's ready to go to Boston. So we already know game Six clay is a thing, but Boston basically, you know, they have to stop complaining. They have to get back on defense. They were shooting a lot of threes, ill-advised threes, basically in my opinion, you know, I think they could have drove the ball a little more, been a little bit more aggressive and they have to stop complaining about, the you know, the referees basically, you know, Mark Jackson and, um, Stan Van Gundy and you know Mike Breen, you know, guys that usually call the finals, they basically were talking about how Ime Doku was basically talking to, talking about how they need to complain and get back on defense. And you know, that is true because a lot of times when you complain, you're looking at the ref, and then next thing you know, it's two, it's two on one, you know, three on two, three on four, four on five, or whatever the case may be, you know, you're outnumbered on defense getting back. And then, you know, you might give up a free three or a free basket or somebody might have to be fouled or something like that. So the numbers can, you know, basically be set and stuff like that. And then you got so now you have players basically either giving up baskets or, you know, having take fouls and stuff like that. And, you know, they can play. They would be basically leading them to be less aggressive on defense. So, you know, if they basically, you know, just cut down on the turnovers, you know, being more aggressive, getting to the paint they shot more free throws, so. They were getting to the paint, but at the same time, you know, they do got to convert. Tatum has been missing some bunnies at the, you know, at the rim, and also, you know, Hortford and Brown as well. But at the same time, they just have to get back on defensive play. They may not get the call every single time. You know, it might be a foul on every NBA play or any every NFL play, but you just got to play through it. So I feel like they could come back out. Home crowd, you know, want to go home game. I definitely feel like, you know, it could be a game seven. So this has been episode 10 in the Kick It do Podcast, man. I really appreciate y'all. Y'all really been turning up in the last week. Over the last week, we had over 125 plays. So I really appreciate all the support y'all, you know, been showing me, you know, I've also spread it out to different countries as well. I'm also now being played in Germany, United Kingdom, Mexico, and Canada. So like I said... I really, I really appreciate all the love and support, man. Y'all keep doing y'all thing. Y'all keep pressing play. Y'all keep tuning in and I'm going to keep bringing y'all these bangers, man. So this has been your boy, Dolo J. This has been the Kicking the Dolo podcast. And until next time, peace out. So, whoa, uh, whoa, Clap the room, I'm coming through. They wanna see what I'm about. Yeah, I got skills, do it for the thrill. I'm on a paper route. Extra, extra, read about it. I'm today's trending topic.